I'm not brown cow. Fitness Pro Mentor community, welcome to the Fitness Pro Mentor podcast. Glenn and I, we are the Minds on Muscle show, and we are passionate and committed to helping in-personal trainers like you two to three X your personal income. And over the last several years, we've been very successful having people that take the actions and do it. But I will tell you, in our mentorship, there's one thing that will absolutely have you not succeed at growing your business, and it's not putting the work in. And what we want to talk about today is if you are not interested in growing your business, that's fine, but there are 10 things that Glenn and I have laid out that are things you'll be missing out on. And I want to just spend a little time talking about this because quite honestly, a lot of these things fuel me to drive and push forward. But before we get started, my co-host, Mr. Glenn. Glenn Owen, how are you doing today? I am I'm very good. I'm very excited to be talking about this. I think this is one of the things that maybe, maybe doesn't get talked. I mean, I think it gets talked about a fair bit. Um, but it's important to be taking a look at this, I think, from the position of exercise professionals or personal trainers because I think a lot of the information that's out there is geared towards general business, like general entrepreneurs. Like you'll see any, like the Grant Cardones, the Alex Formoses, all these people talk about business, but not in maybe necessarily the context of fitness and health and exercise and what it means for you, the exercise professional. So I think this is a great topic to be talking about today. I'm excited. Uh, I think I brought it to light, uh, even though we've been talking about it a fair bit ourselves between us recently. And so I'm really passionate about this because I used to be uh, someone of lots of inaction. And so I'm quite passionate about this one. I love it. Now, there's just kind of one thing that I kind of want to set off with this entire world is just put yourself in the seat of a CEO of a gigantic company. Pick your favorite company. Call it Apple. Let's go Tim Cook, right? Why not? And if Tim Cook sees that Apple's stocks are going down, they're stagnant. People are not excited about the product, and it's feeling like things aren't changing. It's his responsibility to figure out how he's going to make changes in that business to scale and grow forward. He needs to figure out, what do we need to change about the iPhone? Do we need a new product? Do we need to add a new service? Do we need some other sort of recurring revenue? Do we need to change up the team that's on the creative development side of things? Do we need another marketing director? Is our accounting making some mistakes? Where do we need to figure out what we need to do to move forward? It's pretty easy from that big satellite view that when you're thinking of someone like a Tim Cook or uh, Facebook Mark Zuckerberg, right? What are they, they're always trying to pivot and change and constantly working on their business to scale and move forward, even at the Jeff Bezos, millions, billions, trillions of dollars, maybe one day soon. <laughs> Flinging it, bringing it back to you, well, how is that relatable? Well, the thing is that's really important to recognize is you are your business. You are your brand. You are the Jeff Bezos of your Amazon. You are the Mark Zuckerberg of your Facebook. You are the chairman of your space. And even if I run the business and Glenn has clients that he sees out of this business, the time that Glenn has with each client in front of him, just like you, just like me with my clients, is an honorable, specific service that is different. The service people get with Glenn, because Glenn is Glenn, is different than me, putting, against, putting aside academic accolades. It really comes down to that we are different people, different brands, different flavors. And so what's really important about that is that if you are a business and you are your own business and you are the chairperson of your own world, it would behoove you to not constantly be doing everything you can to enhance and work on your business. A lot of things that start to change. It reminds me a little bit of uh, the law of atrophy, the law of maintenance and the law of growth. If you want anything in your life to grow, a new blossoming relationship with somebody, whether it's romantic or like a new friend, or whether it's your business. You have to put a certain amount of time, energy, and resources into that thing, usually anywhere in the neighborhood of two to four times more to see some growth. 
you just want to maintain that thing, business, relationship, whatever that might be, there's a certain amount of time you have to put in periodically to maintain that thing. And the law of atrophy states that everything is degrading all the time. Unless you do some kind of maintenance on it, it's always going to be degrading. And I think this is one of the things that we see with people all the time, whether it's, you know, the people that we may be consulting with for their business or just our colleagues in other gyms is that they're not putting the time in necessary to grow when they need to grow. And the consequence of that inaction is they're stagnant or they got to where they were by working and they're in maintenance mode, but they're not really doing the necessary marketing stuff that they need to to maintain the constant call of clients coming in. And so when a client leaves, there's no one really there in the wake to fill that role. And now they find themselves behind again. They're like, oh, I had 18 hours. So I have 18 hours, this week I had 25, what happened? Well, you weren't doing the maintenance that you needed to to keep that machine going. And so the consequence of inaction, not balancing where all the different pillars of your business are, is that those pillars begin to crumble over time. Unless you do what you need to to maintain them or even upgrade them, you're going to be stagnant, you're going to be stuck, or maybe even go the opposite direction. Yeah, I think people always like validation of their purchase decision, and I think that it helps to reinforce. Because for most of you, I mean, to be honest, we're going to do a workshop next week, and I'm going to go and I'm going to talk about for free in this group, and out of three to six months, you can build a $100,000 business. And one of the things I will tell you, like in advance, is you need to be charging at least $100 an hour for your time. And we're going to talk about why that's important in that. But think of it this way, is if you have someone that's spending you, giving you $100 per hour, and you've seen them twice a week, maybe three times a week. That's $100, $200, $300 a week, potentially anywhere between $400 and $200 per month for your time, which is incredible. A lot of money, right? The thing I would always say is that's an expensive sports car that they could have, but they're paying you instead. If someone's giving you that amount of time, uh, they want to make sure that the thing that they're getting, the experience, the results pays off and it's good. But what would get them so excited that they would share that information with a friend or family? Well, of course, incredible results would help that. But also clear, seen, shareable, engaging, educational, and nurturing messaging that they can share with other people is super critical and super important, which we teach in our FIST formula. So this is where you being online with social media with consistency, even just a little bit, but consistent messaging is powerful because then your client goes, hey, I saw that thing that you posted. That's really interesting. Can you tell me more about that? I got a friend that's got a shoulder thing. I should tell them about that. They should watch that video. And all you need is if you got, if you got 25 hours of people, you got 25 people. Of those 25 people, you really just need one of them, 4%, one of them per month to refer a high quality referral client. If you have a good high retention rate. And if you got two, which is 8%, that's already way better. And if you got more clients, you should be getting consistently more referrals just from that business alone outside of going out of your lead generation systems to get clients outside of your wheelhouse. Consistency is key. And so by taking no action, you do nothing to reinforce your business. You do nothing to potentially create an opportunity for referrals. You do nothing to create lead magnets to potentially get new people coming in. And so here's the thing that I would throw out there, and this is really important for me, but People need your help. Like, there's one thing that's evident that I've learned from this business, strata internal performance. People need your help. There are people who are struggling that can use exercise to make incredible changes. Jordan Peterson recently was talking about the one of the worst things that happens as you get older is you lose your IQ. But one of the best ways to maintain your IQ, right? Growing it's really tough, but to maintain it is physical activity and exercise. How simple is that? Hey, listen, you, you can stay smarter, stronger faster, maintain your hormone levels, live longer than possibly anyone else that you know. You can enjoy your money, enjoy your family, enjoy your resources, enjoy your dog, enjoy your house, all that longer and better without buying a magic pill. All you have to do is exercise and stay active. And hey, even if you've got aches and pains and problems that you've never been able to find the, the solution to and the medical world and paramedical world has kind of failed you, exercise could potentially help. You could be that person for that person. But it takes consistency. 
And this is the thing that breaks my heart so much more. I mean, Fitness Pro Mentors for me is about trying to help you make more money so you can have the career you deserve as a personal trainer. I believe all of you should be making $100,000 a year so you can buy a house, have a car, have some freedom. But way more importantly, there are a lot of people who need help from professionals like you, but no one else is fulfilling that part of the market. Anyway, Glenn's right. You got to take action. And so there are consequences, obviously, to inaction, which is things deteriorate, things break down. So... What, is some, what are some of the ways that you can start managing your business with all the different hats you have to wear, marketing, salesperson, trainer, right? All these different things that you got going on in your business. Those are just a few of them. How do we start managing this thing to make it consistent for you? And this is where we here at FPM, and I mean, really for anyone running any business, the most important things, or one of the most important things I should say, is to match that consistency is the system that you're running. And we like system, and I think I've said this to Brandon multiple times. You might have heard me say this on the podcast. For me, system stands for save yourself some time, energy, and money. Because if you can find out how to create a system, a series of steps that you follow inside of a process that is repeatable, that you can either delegate to someone else if you're a gym owner, or you can recreate for yourself every month or every so often so you don't have to think about things as much. You're going to save yourself mental capacity to work on other high-value important tasks, but also you're going to be able to have repeatable results. So if you find a really great way of asking for referrals, kind of like the stuff that we share in the program here, you can use that same template over and over again every time you ask for referrals to get more high quality referrals. And all those little words, the way you communicate, how you hold yourself during those communications, they all matter. And so this is really where the beauty of, I think, Strat is coming to play is Brandon has really figured out how to make all these little systems work within Strat. And that's what we share in FPM. This is one of the reasons why he can be very hands-off with a lot of the stuff in the facility. And don't get me wrong, he's still very active in running this place, but he knows that he can delegate how to run a seminar to me because he taught me the system and I run the system. He doesn't have to worry about it anymore. He's taught um, Taylor, our operations manager, everything that needs to be done from an operations standpoint. Systematize it. So Taylor can just do it. Brandon doesn't have to really help him with that. He can just say, hey, how's everything going? Taylor says, great. So this is one of the reasons why we really love systems and finding systems that work for you is because they really help you build consistency and habits that allow you to have the 100K business, but have it run very smoothly and automatically so you can enjoy it and not feel like you're always behind the eight ball. I don't know if that makes sense, Brandon, but no, tell I, me. I, I think that's like the most important thing with any sort of coaching program. But for, I mean, the, fit, the fitness coaching program has just blown up lately. There's just, I mean, tons of people, even in a similar market to us. But I mean, I really have a primary objective is I really want you to do three things. Uh, one, I want you to have the financial freedom so you can make the money. Uh, two, I want you to figure out what you need to do, you, you as a single person need to do to grow your business and scale and what systems and consistency things that Glenn's talking about, what actions you have to take. And then three, once you are there, once you have arrived, how do you delegate some of those things so that way you're not taking too much of the load? And if you do those three things, I mean, you're in a pretty comfortable, pretty comfortable spot. I mean, honestly, uh, my goal is I built a business where I would want to work at. <laughs> and I'm trying to do the same thing for you is I want you to build a business where people like you would want to work at. Because if you're the high achieving person who's really, really good at training and you're already making over $100,000 a year right at that edge, well, how do you draw people in that are like you? Because honestly, that's what you need. And so I think that's a lot of fun. Like, you're absolutely right. Yes, all that comes together. But I want to just kind of emphasize prematurely delegating, risky move. Yeah, because uh, what if they're not ready or what if you don't have the system down, Pat? Mm -hmm. That's House of Cards, baby. House, House of, of cards. cards. House of Cards. So I think that there's another way I really want to frame this, this, um, this conversation about value and about taking action. 
Um, because we can say take action, take action, take action all day, but some people need to hear something a little bit different. So I want to put this in maybe a bit of a different terms. What the world is paying you for, your value is your productivity. And your productivity as an exercise professional personal trainer is delivering results. And those results are based upon how fast you get the client to where they want to go, how optimally. Because if you can get a client somewhere twice as fast as somebody else, you can charge twice as much for your product. And so this is another way I'm I'm, I've been thinking about, at least for myself recently, which is how productive am I? And where am I losing time in my system? And I think we both have seen this a little bit, uh, Brandon, and maybe you can speak to it as well. And that's, there are a lot of people who go through what I'll refer to as like productive procrastination, where they're working on a thing that seems like it could be the thing, but really it's not the thing, right? If you wanna get busy now and need more clients, it doesn't make sense to spend six hours a day filming and creating social media content. It doesn't make sense to do that. If you're chock full of clients and you can't handle any more and you have anyone to delegate new clients to, it might not necessarily make sense to ask for more referrals right now. Maybe there's something else you can be asking for. So I think a large part of this productivity thing is doing the right things at the right times and knowing the health of your business. Yeah, well, you said something interesting in there I think that's important like, to talk about. Is you said, like, well, people are paying you for your productivity and your productivity, productivity to get results. But I also say your productivity of your, the, your productive experience. And that's kind of a weird thing, but like taking that a step back, like if you ever go to a party and someone's trying to tell a joke and the joke takes like seven minutes to get out and the punchline's not very good <laughs> versus someone who tells the exact same joke in like 38 seconds and then the punchline's way better because they just delivered it better, right? That's, that's the exact same thing, mm. right? It's identical. They're both the same story, both sustenance, but one took 38 seconds and one took seven minutes. Well, I mean, I think it's a combination of the experience that you provide professionally, how efficiently you can do that. Like how efficiently can you build rapport, check in with someone, change someone's current state so they're in your zone, your mode, their mode together, but also productively, product, productively getting results, uh, which is, I think, super important. But the productive procrastination is a big, big thing. I mean, many of us, I'll say, like there's nothing wrong with recording content, social media for six hours to batch content to have stuff for going forward, but making that like, okay, I have no clients. Every Monday I need to record six hours of content. And in between that six hours, I'm gonna take a 45 minute sushi break. And then from, you know, like that's, that is not productive. And I'll tell you, I mean, I in the past have fallen down this hole where I've talked about it before, but academically I would study. I mean, I, I would love learning. I love learning. I mean, I'm learning the most amount of, the least amount of anatomy stuff today, these days, than I have ever just because I'm trying to juggle so many things, family, business, and all that stuff. But I love learning. But there's several components of uh, learning where I was trying to grow this business. Like, okay, the more I learn about nervous system anatomy, and the more I learn about how this uh, neuromechanics by Anoka connects to potentiation, it's going to help me grow my, no. It's not going to help me grow my business because the stuff that I was learning wasn't pragmatic to my clients. It was very important information. But what's more important is, can I learn more about potentiation? Can I learn more about different oxidative responses? Can I learn more about hypoxia and how the body responds to that? Because uh, that information, even though fancy words, it comes back to how my client, and it comes down to the exercise choices to help my client. So, yeah, procrastination. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know if you're procrastinating. Like, if you sat down and you're, like, brutally honest with yourself, you know, you know you're procrastinating. Um, something that I do... Uh, on a usually a month-to-month -month basis, sometimes every two months, is I take an hour uh, out of my work week and... Procrastinate. And I, I sit there and I procrastinate. No, I, I, uh, I have uh, one of those giant sticky notes, right? It's akin to, I don't know if you, you can kind of actually see it over my shoulder. There's a, a whiteboard. I don't have one at home, but I have these giant sticky notes. And I literally 
putting a giant sticky note up on my wall and I take my Sharpies and I start reversing engineering and looking at, looking at the next six months. Even though I do this every couple months or every month, I always take a look back uh, from six months and chart backwards and see where I'm at and really objectively try to look at, am I doing what I need to for my business? And this has really been great for me and grounded me because I think a lot of people get caught up in the rat race of the million things they could do, that they're in reactive mode, reactive mode, reactive mode, reactive mode, and they're not doing the things that they could be. So one of my best practices is actually taking some time out of my week every month or two to plan and look at, hey, like this is what I wanted to do last time, still up on my wall. Okay, did I do all that stuff? No, why didn't I do it? Okay, great, well, where do I actually want to be here? Okay, so what worked, what didn't work? It's almost like reviewing, the, reviewing like my game tape right from the past two months and then charting, charting, charting a new game plan moving forward. But for me, that's super important. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very open about this. You know, I have attentional stuff that goes through my brain. Like I have you know, mild ADHD, which means that for me, it's very easy to have shiny object syndrome. And it's something I have to constantly work on. But by reviewing my plan, taking a look back and plotting out the future and then putting something in place, I'm like, okay, I want to get three more clients this month. What do I have to do? Okay, I have to do a presentation. Great. What do I have to do to make this presentation work? Okay, now when do I have to do all these different things and just have like my 20 thing to do list that I've got to do each week leading up to that presentation to get those three clients? It's super simple because I don't have to go wake up every day and think, okay, what am I supposed to do today? I just look at my to do list and be like, oh, got it. I got to post to Instagram today the copy that I wrote and I get my Facebook uh, invite up there and have that email blast. And okay, great. Do this for 20 minutes. Great. I've done my marketing for the day. Let's go train some clients. And it really can be that simple, but you have to take time, I think, to reverse engineer some of these things and also review to make sure you're on the right path and just be honest with yourself. All of these things that Glenn's talking about and things that we're kind of hinting at, I mean, there's a couple key things with all of this is that if you don't take the action, mm. you got to do it, you got to do it. But if you take the action, uh, you're going to make more money. Like pretty simple. If you don't take action, you're not going to make more money. And this is where you need to make sure that you're not leaving money on the table. I got excited with the button there. It's okay. You got to make sure you're not leaving money on the table. You got to do everything I can. Holy Toledo. We're doing all the wrong cameras today. Did I push this button? Let's see. Hey. Oh, wow. Got to make sure you're not leaving money on the table. And so at the end of the day, if you can get on top of your systems and you can make sure that you're doing everything you can to grow your presentation, build your social media infrastructure, make sure you have conversion events scheduled strategically every single month. Make sure that your sales communication process is dialed in. You're going to help more people. You're going to make more money. And you're going to have a much... I don't want to say happier life, but you're going to be able to achieve all the things you want to do. And I think that's super important. And for heck's sake, if you do find yourself straying off course, what is going on? The video. Do, I'll fix this. <laughs> if, you, if you do find your, Glenn, freestyle for an hour. And if you do find yourself going off course, what I don't want you to do, and I know Brandon wants you to not do this either, don't beat yourself up. Like these things are going to happen. No one's perfect, but reor reorientate yourself. Don't make yourself wrong for it. And then take those different actions. Because beating yourself up and then being in a bad mood because you didn't do the right thing for like the past week or the past month or whatever, that's not going to help. And it's going to bleed into the quality of work. It's okay to make mistakes as long as you're reorientating, reorientating yourself to take better actions next time. Do we have the pedal sorted out now? We're good. Okay, good. Great. I've said my piece. All right. Perfect. <laughs> so there's one last thing I want to kind of touch on two things, but one that's way more important. And I think that it's important to recognize that you going through the, the tribulations to grow your business, very important. But one of the things that ends up happening by you, bear with me here, as you try to do something, you figure out what doesn't work and you figure out what does work. Uh, as many of you know, drummer, avid, avid musician, I love playing drums, but 
Nowadays, if I want to learn something new on the drums, there is no shortage on YouTube and educators who have tons of content out there that if I want to learn Dennis Chambers' fat back groove, I can go into YouTube and I can find someone who's transcribed it and they teach a lesson on it because they're trying to get famous, A, and I can just learn it in literally 15 minutes. But back in the day, and I talked to lots of drummers that are a little older than me, before YouTube, you would have to watch a drummer from a side stage view that someone caught on their rinky-dink RV camera, RC camera, a long time ago, and you had to try and figure out what they were doing and then try to figure it out and then go back and listen to the record and then figure out the groove and then listen to the record and go back to the groove. And it took a long time to figure out one thing. Through that process of figuring something out as a musician, you'd figure out alternatives to the groove that you kind of liked. You're like, hey, that sounded really, really cool. You'd figure out what didn't sound good. And then you'd figure out what was the actual groove fill the thing you were trying to learn. We don't go through this now because now we have so much information readily available to us. We don't have to go through the tribulations of figuring out, is this how to make a chocolate cake? Is this not how to make a chocolate cake? But that's really what it's like. It's just like baking. If you want to make food that tastes good, you can follow a book. But at the end of the day, you have to get in the kitchen and figure out, do you understand how to follow the book? Can you freestyle without the book? And each one, oh, without the book, that was nice, right? But all of the skills that you acquire through that process, each one stacks on top of one another. And the person that you watch, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how Brandon and Glenn and Charlie McMillan and Tom Purvis and all these people do all the stuff that they do. Not any one of the people that you look up to is intuitively just amazing at everything. They spent time working at it. Tom Purvis spent years building houses using 15 different types of hammers to try and figure out what kind of hammer he had to use to figure out how to hit a nail in and three strikes nice and smooth. The mechanical skills he learned from building houses comes back to his physiotherapy degree where he learned more about biomechanics and studying that. All the mechanics he learned there helped him design and engineer his own machines and machines for other companies. And then now when he's working on machines with clients, the skills that he stacked from all of them helps him adjust machines in his studio right in real time so fast and so quickly that you go, oh my gosh, that was absolutely brilliant. I can't believe I didn't think of that. But it took him decades of skills to acquire to get to that point. The truth is, you have to start now. You have to start. You have to start with something. Because if you don't, it just gets harder and longer. It actually doesn't get harder. It's like actually the same amount of difficulty, but it just gets pushed out. Because if you're going to grow your business, you're going to have to do it one way or another. Anyway, another Brandon rant. Fantastic. I got nothing else to add, Brandon. Is there anything else you want to put out there before we... The last thing I'll throw out there with this is, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, is your retirement timeline, mm. right? Like there is a definitive timeline that you have of where you are physically able to work and an amount of money that you need to make. And I honestly think that we should all be gearing to have as much money invested as possible because there's no pension in this career. But if you know that you need to have $100,000 in 20 years, a million dollars, $10 million, I don't care what the number is, just pick the number and reverse engineer if it's going to cover your expenses of the things you want to do. Say it's $100,000 though. How much money are you putting away each year thinking of compound interest and how many years do you have to work till you can get to that financial place? What about a million dollars? What about more than that? Every day we don't take a step forward. We don't take a step back. We just stand still. But everything else keeps racing forward. This world keeps spinning. You keep aging. Everything consistently changes. And if you remain unchanged, that's fine. But the world's not going that direction. So I would encourage you to do everything you can to retire as soon as possible. Because it'll be longer than you want. But if you try to make it as soon as possible, things turn out pretty good. Don't bank on winning the lottery. Don't bank on winning the lottery. That's a good way of thinking. Yeah, my uncle won the lottery. 
Did he really? Yeah, a couple hundred thousand dollars. What's he doing now? He's, he, was, he, was, he was already retired. That's a nice way. Yeah. Nice way to go. Nice win. I'm retired, and I'm also one more money. Some people. Cool. Yeah. So, Glenn, what's your pick of the week? I know you beat me to it this week. So, my pick of the week is creating custom lead magnets for your ideal target avatar. And I'm sure one of us probably picked this already once, but it's fresh in my mind um, because I had a couple of clients who were asking me if they could refer family members. And I said, sure. And they said, when they're ready and they're comfortable, you know, I'll connect them. I said, okay, absolutely. That sounds great. And I was thinking about some stuff that I could potentially share with them to help them with their bodies just before they even came in uh, to come see me, if they were going to come. Because we all know people say, oh, I'm going to refer you somebody. And sometimes those things just don't pan out. But to see if I could help them, I created like this video and I thought, hey, it'd be interesting just to send that to like other people as well. It might be helpful um, to help get some new clients to the door, but also just to help some people move and feel their best. And lo and behold, I, I finished it yesterday and I, I sent it to these two people. And one response was, hey, my wife would like to connect with you. You see it around this email. And the other one was, I showed this to my girlfriend and she would like to come in and watch our next session so she can learn more. Is that okay? So now, obviously, these are not like definitive referrals or anything like that, but something small as like creating like something of value to somebody that helps them solve a problem that speaks to the kind of person that I work with is already kind of on the fence about maybe seeing me or maybe isn't just ready yet. They're like cooler, not as warm or hot as they need to be. Value piece and lead magnets can help move those people along your sales cycle. And in the very least, if those people decide they don't want to work with you, or it's not the right time now or ever, that's fine because you got to help create more value for them and help them, not even more value for them, but help give them something to help them maybe feel a little bit better. And that's important too. It's not always just about getting clients, it's about helping people, right? It's gotta be a win-win for everyone all the time. So I'm a really big fan of creating custom lead magnets for your ideal target audience. Um, it really helps if you can make them tailored to an event you have coming up. Um, for example, we got people who do uh, seminars and uh, demos for people in sports. So if you can take a value piece you've created and now make it geared towards maybe Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, uh, trainees and talk about how you can help them prevent injuries, take the same information, but make it about stuff that they're going to relate to. You might find yourself with some new clients. Either way, you're going to help some people increase their knowledge base, bring some value to the world. And who knows, it'll probably also help bring some clients into your world. I don't say who knows it might, it will, because it works for me. It's worked for you. It's worked for our FPM students. So, you know, start creating more lead magnets and free things for people to help nurture them into your system because it works and it works. It does. There's no other way to put it. I'm done. It does work. <laughs> Completely agree. Brandon, pick of the week. So mine is going to be a broad idea, but something I would encourage all of you to practice doing, and it's interviewing people. Mm. And we did, with one of Glenn clients last week, we did a new testimonial video. We're starting on the new testimonial video campaign. We've got five people lined up. I'm really excited about it, different demographics. Uh, interviewing people with the podcast we do for the Fitness Pro Mentors podcast on Fridays, where I talk to a bunch of different professionals. We're doing opening a gym series right now. We're doing Kevin Dunn this Friday, by the way, boss. Uh, but I just love it. I think one of the most important things that you can do is practice the art of interviewing someone and teasing out the information that you want them to, I don't want to say say, but the direction you want them to go. The more you can get confident at asking people questions and have the conversation go a direction that you want or change directions to build a story that has a story that connects with people is a very, very powerful tool. And I love it. Uh, doing Jen's testimony video last week and then rewatching the video. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Mm -hmm. I love it because I love producing content like that where peers, right, people who are actually in our business uh, are telling their side of the story and it's way better than Glenn and I ever telling the story. Way better. Mm -hmm. So honestly, the client always does a way better job. We can say things, hey, did you know that, and it doesn't matter. If the client says, honestly, I couldn't walk and then now I can, 
that's insanely powerful. So I'd encourage you, if you're listening to this, uh, practice interviewing people, interview trainers, try and go live, just have fun with it, enjoy it, start a podcast just for fun. If you've got the time, don't procrastinate and uh, enjoy yourself. It's a lot of fun. Everyone, thanks for joining us again today. Everyone, we're the Fitness Pro Mentors Podcast. Listen, if you are listening to us on Spotify or YouTube, please check out our Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group. We interview high-level professionals every Friday. Next Friday, if you're listening to it, at the end of, Ju- end of July, end of September, uh, I'm going to be doing a how to grow $100,000 business in three to six months like this guy did. And we're going to have some fun with it. Anyway, we'll see you real soon. Ciao, everyone. <laughs>